0: Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Brunch with SMA Today's episode we are going to be spilling the tea on relationships whether you are single, whether you are dating, you're in a dating relationship, or whether you're married. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Just a reminder if you wanted to be participating in this podcast, All you have to do is email in to brunchwithisomay at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Starting with my peak of the week, we finally got a dining table and a washer and dryer. Slowly, furniture and things are coming into this house, and it's just coming together very nicely, and it feels more like a home every single day we're in here. Another peak of my week is I just came back from a trip to Arizona. Surprisingly, Arizona is much hotter than Dallas. I don't know why it is more of a dry heat So I guess it's better in that sense But ultimately it was over 40 degrees every single day I was there and it was just terribly hot. We were walking outside a lot But the most fun I had was when we went scootering with my family my sister and my parents. We went scootering downtown We had some good Thai food and we were just enjoying the scenery. So that was really fun I'm happy to be back here in dallas though because i did miss my cat my family is going to come here to visit me in a bit so i'm not going to miss them too too much as of yet but we love family time we love traveling so those were definitely the peaks of my week i do like traveling well i like vacationing more so but if you are like me and you've been traveling for a while eating out all the time can get very tiresome and you just want to eat a nice warm home-cooked meal So when I came home today, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Just something simple like tomato soup Some toast, you know something very easy and quick yet very wholesome Another cool thing about this Arizona trip was on our flight back to Dallas There was a thunderstorm and you could actually see the lightning from the plane And we were circling above Dallas Airport for probably 20 minutes as the pilot and the people were deciding whether or not we could land. They were saying we might have to divert to Austin which would have obviously put a screw in so many people's travel plans but I'm so glad we were able to land. Not all the flights were as fortunate as us and some did divert so I was super grateful that we could just circle around the sky for 20 minutes and then We landed and it was perfectly fine. I got home probably around 12 a.m. and then I just, you know, KO'd because I was so exhausted from traveling. All in all, it was a pretty great week. Everything went smoothly, had some new experiences, spent some time with family. So there's really no complaints on that front. I don't really have a valley of this week. If the flight did divert to Austin, that would obviously be a valley, but luckily it didn't. So we are all good. Jumping right into today's episode, we are talking and spilling the tea on relationships, being okay with being single, dating advice, and married life. As you know, as you or you might not know, I am married. I've been married for a little over a year now, and I am not an expert in relationship, but I think it's just good to share your experiences and the wisdom you do have, just so others can glean from that and learn from that. We can always learn from others' experiences, and that's what we're doing today on this podcast. I split this into three categories, the first one being singleness, the second one being dating, and the third one being married life. We're going to start with singleness, and my first piece of advice would be you need to know who you are and what you're worth before you're dating. That's like the number one thing. Have you ever heard this saying, you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself or you can't give something that you don't have? And that's exactly it and that's exactly true. Before you start exploring someone else, before you're trying to learn who someone else is, if you don't know who you are, you're very easily swayed and very easily influenced into the thoughts of others and the beliefs of others. So before you even start entertaining the idea of that, Getting to know who you are, what you're worth, and what you stand for is super, super important. The second piece of advice I have, I was told so many times growing up, and that is generalize, specialize, individualize. If you've never heard those terms before, generalize means make friends, make lots of friends. Don't be exclusive too, too soon. Don't get locked down too, too soon. Just make lots of friends because you never know where you're going to end up, who you're going to meet, or who you're going to be introduced to. Next is specialize. You're supposed to you know, explore and understand, okay, this type of person is more my type. Specializing in the sense of you know what you're kind of looking for, the type of person you're looking for, the type of personality, the type of beliefs you're looking for in another partner. And then lastly, you individualize from there. And individualize means choosing one person to date and court and to be with. So from that group of people that could be potentials you look and you say okay You are the one that I want to pursue at this time Of course this way of dating isn't for everyone and not everyone does it this way But I just know from experience that if you individualize too early on you miss out on what could have been You miss out on some of the opportunities because you were locked down so early and that is a personal choice obviously and everything happens in its right time but you just want to keep yourself open to options you don't want to hone in on one thing and have a tunnel vision toward that because you could be missing out on other opportunities there for you another valuable thing to remember in your singleness is to have a mindset of gratitude when it comes to ended relationship don't look at a relationship ending as a failed relationship or a failure Because you learn so much from previous relationships, that in itself is of value. So just think of it that way. It's not a failed relationship. It's a learning experience. And now you know more about yourself. Now you know more about what you're looking for. And just think of it this way. That one relationship that didn't work out just means that you're one person closer to finding your person. In the dating world sometimes relationships don't work out and that's just a reality of it and the sooner you think of your singleness as a blessing rather than a curse or rather than just a phase you want to get out of so badly once you start appreciating the singleness I find that's when you're able to appreciate yourself and potentially find someone. Life goes by so fast and we need to start appreciating the places that we're in currently. We need to start appreciating the present and what is right in front of us rather than always yearning for the future or yearning for the next step. The next piece of advice I would give would be chasing versus attracting the right person. So instead of chasing the perfect candidate to date, you need to start becoming a great candidate or a great person that could date because how can we expect someone to be Mr. Right or Mrs. Right if we ourselves aren't even close to that? And I find that we need to start bettering ourselves before we can throw these high expectations and standards upon other people. In this culture, it's very easy for us to get the ick, I mean, talking for myself especially, but it's very easy for us to get the ick or to get cringed out by people and to write people off. But in reality, we're not perfect ourselves. And instead of trying to chase the right guy or chase the right girl... Become the best version of yourself and you will end up attracting those people anyways. Speaking of attracting the right people, the next point is rejection is just redirection. So you'll get what you're meant to have. If you get rejected, that means that person wasn't for you anyways and it just wasn't meant to be. One of my most favorite quotes to say is what is meant for you will find you. You don't need to force anything to be in your life because what is meant for you will ultimately find you in the end and to avoid comparing yourself to others just remind yourself that everyone's timeline for relationship is different i know it's wedding season it's summertime and everyone's timeline is full of engagements weddings engagement parties bachelorettes etc and you might be thinking when is it my turn and of course that is something that is very hard to control in your mind because you're seeing everyone else around you being happy and in love and you want that for yourself too and that is not wrong to want that for yourself of course you deserve love as well just know that it's coming in due time and that your timeline is different from the next person's, so comparing yourself to someone else's timeline is just unfair to you, and it'll give you just unrealistic expectations and reality, so don't worry about what other people are doing, congratulate them, be happy for people, eventually your time will come, just focus on bettering yourself every single day to become the best version of yourself, and then before you know it, someone along the way who is also bettering themselves will Be introduced to you, and it'll all work out in the end. So don't worry, don't compare yourself, your time will come. And other than focusing on your relationship with yourself, I would also say focus on the relationships you do have. Make those great the relationship with your parents, your siblings, your friends. Focus on cultivating those relationships and forming healthy relational habits, so by the time a romantic relationship comes along, you already have those relational habits that will become assets to you. Okay, so we're moving into the next topic, which is dating, and this is kind of split into two subheadings, I guess. So this is dating as in you're just dating around, but you're not in a dating relationship, And then there is, you're an exclusive dating relationship. Those are two different things. My first piece of advice would be to stay independent. Don't allow your dating relationship to fully encompass your whole being. Have a life outside of them And this goes along the lines of having your own hobbies, having other friends, being an independent person while being in a relationship is healthy because you won't run the risk of losing yourself in that relationship. I find that when your sun, moon, and stars revolve around one person, number one, you don't know where to turn if things don't work out. And number two, you run the risk of not knowing who you are outside of that relationship. Another piece of advice that I used to receive when I was growing up is that relationships go through three phases and those phases are romance reality and then resentment and the key is to find a balance between that romance and reality but just to clarify and dig deeper into what those mean so the first phase which is romance means that you have your rose colored glasses on it is honeymoon avenue everything is dandy and everything is perfect so for example you see a guy and he's really hardworking, and you tell your yes my boyfriend is so hard-working I just love when he works because it just shows he has that grit and that character and I'm just in love with him because of that from there your relationship can go into reality mode and then you see what is actually happening yes your boyfriend maybe is working 80 hours a week he works a lot and you're just thinking hmm I still love him for that but yeah that is that is a lot of work he's doing And then eventually resentment sets in and that is when the bitterness towards their actions or personality comes through. So you're used to him overworking. He's not working any more hours than he used to, but your perspective has changed. Now it is more, you're working all the time. I hate when he works so much. He doesn't spend enough quality time with me. He doesn't care about a relationship. All he cares about is money and all he cares about is working. The boyfriend didn't change. He still worked 80 hours a week. The only thing that changed was your perspective and that romance, reality, and resentment stage, it's very insightful and it sheds a light on what your non-negotiables are. For example, maybe your love language is quality time and initially you were so in love you didn't really understand that and you didn't really Realize that that's what you needed to fill your love tank. And now that time has gone by and you've gone through those phases of romance, reality, and now resentment, you're realizing, you know what, I need you to spend more time with me, or we need to figure something out. So, We're both having our love tanks filled and then from there you can move on from that. Once it hits resentment, you know that time has passed and you weren't able to communicate your true feelings properly and healthily and at that point it can become detrimental to the relationship if you stay in that resentment phase for too long. The last portion of advice for the dating segment is either you trust your partner or you don't. There's no in-between. It is one thing to learn from your past mistakes, but it is another thing to bring your old relationship traits, your negative relationship traits, into your new relationship, and that might look like extensive trust issues and extensive jealousy or possessiveness, which is never good to have in a relationship. I would ultimately say don't allow your past to negatively affect your present. And what I like to also think is if he wanted to, he would. And what's good about letting go and not always needing to know what they're exactly doing all the time is you'll be able to see what they would rather do on their own merit without any influence. Then you'll be able to see if that relationship is truly something that you want to invest in or not. At the end of the day, everyone has free will and it's just up to us to observe what that other person or the potential significant other would do in their daily life or would rather do without having to be told and that can really shed some light on their character, their personality, their values, and their priorities which is the best thing for you in the end because you want to know how they are genuinely and you want to know how they are without you having to control them because what is a relationship if you're controlling them? You're not their parent, you know, they're not your child. You want to be an equal with your partner. You don't want to feel like you're always having to tell them what To do or how to do it. So, giving up that control, trusting your partner to take hold of some tasks, trusting your partner in their relationships with other people, and just seeing how that goes and observing their actions can be very valuable to you in the end. And yes, you might say, if I do this, I run the risk of getting hurt. You might say, I'm only controlling because I wasn't controlling in the past and someone did me dirty. But if they're willing to do you dirty, whether you're controlling them or not, that's not the type of person you want to be with anyways. And if you give them that trust and they betray you, it honestly would have only been a matter of time. So you live, you learn, you heal, and you eventually move on. It might sound cheesy, but don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And that applies to dating and trusting relationships as well. Okay, so now we are moving on to our last segment, which is the married segment. I've only been married for a year and a half, or not even a year and a half, a year and like a month. So I am not an expert on married life to say the least. And that's why my first piece of advice is... Is really important and for us it is important for my husband and I to get advice from couples that have more married life experience than we do. For us that looks like couples who have more than 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of married life experience under their belt and who have marriages that we can look at and want for ourselves. I'm not saying that all the marriages and the mentors that we have have perfect marriages but they have aspects in the marriages that we would want to live up to and that we would like to derive in our own marriage. Sometimes we forget that people have experienced the same things we have and sometimes we just need to swallow our pride and just have humility and ask them for help or ask them for advice on what they would do in certain situations. They have been walking on the path of marriage far long before we even started and they can point out potholes that we need to avoid and that we can avoid. So why wouldn't we ask them for that direction? Why would we want to go into marriage blindly and just hit all the potholes and figure it out and hopefully make it out okay? When there's people ahead of us who have already gone down that path and who can point out spots in your marriage that you might not have thought were dangerous potholes, but that can turn into something detrimental. So that is a healthy thing to do, to reach out to a couple that you can trust, that you can trust that their advice is sound and whole. And that's what we have in our life. And we're so grateful for that. If you are just starting out in your marriage or if you're thinking about getting married, I would definitely say to seek out those wise counsels because they will be a definite blessing and asset to you and your relationship. Another piece of advice I actually gained from when my husband and I went to premarital counseling before we got married, and that piece of advice was Beware of using the words never and always in conversation. Whenever we're having a discussion, a conversation or a heated argument, my husband and I deliberately point out if either of us use never or always because that's typically not the case. My husband doesn't always leave his socks on the floor and I don't never support his ideas. So just steering away from those two words can de-escalate an argument so much more than you would think. When someone is accusing you of something and they're using the words always or never, your immediate response is to number one, become defensive, but then number two, jab right back at them by using those exact same words. We're all humans and we all make mistakes, but those two words have a tendency to amplify arguments and just add fuel to the fire rather than allowing for realistic representations of the situation to be dealt with. My last piece of advice for the married segment would be set clear expectations for how you want your household to be run. And this is a discussion you would have with your significant other pretty early on in your married life or even in your engaged life. Everyone has their role in married life and I found that it is very helpful when my husband and I sit down and we had those explicit and communicative conversations and we decided those roles that we both would play, For example, he takes out the trash and deals with the kitty litter and I cook meals and do the laundry. That looks different for every couple, so obviously you're not just comparing to us, but definitely sit down and have those conversations about daily life expectations because once we have expectations that aren't being met, Sometimes we blame the other person rather than realizing it could have been a simple fix just by communicating those expectations and having that conversation. It's not a hard conversation to have. You just have to come upon an agreement of who's doing what and how things are getting done. Sometimes couples like splitting up the jobs evenly. Sometimes couples like taking turns with jobs there is no one right way of doing things you just have to communicate what works best for your situation and your relationship and i find the sooner you have that conversation the better okay so that is going to end today's relationship episode I'm going to end this episode with a quote of the week. Today's quote actually comes from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7, and this is known as the love verses. So it just goes on to explain what love is, which is exactly the topic for this week. It goes, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And I love this so much. I even put it in mine and my husband's wedding photo album. And that's just an encouragement for you. Whether you're single, whether you're dating, whether you're dating around, or whether you're married, I hope you're showing love to yourself and to those around you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I would love it if you guys follow this podcast, rate it five stars, and I'm so glad you could make it to another brunch with Isame.